this this particular crew that I'm with, we've been together since 2017. Prior to that, we were buying the juice from a company in Hamilton, uh-huh. and then and then I met this other crew, and now I have uh, I was like part of a, a barrel makes on average a barrel makes t- say 22 to 24 cases. So I was in on a barrel. I had a few cases, and now I grew to now we're probably going to be at, at four or five barrels split amongst probably 20 20 guys oh wow facilitated by long-standing member fred amacucci the nj staffing podcast is your invitation to be entertained and informed by fun and casual niche industry conversations from cannabis legalization to temporary placement to hiring in regulated industries we're talking about staffing in new jersey and one of those experts is nigel deangelis Nigel, welcome to the NJ Staffing Podcast. Hey, Fred. How are you today? Yeah, I can't complain for a Friday. Um, listen, why don't you, why don't you tell your uh, our listeners what you do and um, how you provide uh, support to the staffing industry? Thanks, uh, Fred. The Angels Insurance Agency, we're, we're partnered with A-rated carriers in uh, New Jersey, New York, Florida, Tennessee, South Carolina, Texas, to uh, a bread and butter is offering a uh, discounted workers' compensation to the staffing industry, uh, staffing companies, and uh, it's a very, uh, you know, we know the margins are tight in the staffing industry, so wherever you could uh, save money, but yet still get uh, great customer service, uh, that's what we do. We provide um, workers' compensation. We, we also could do the GL we combine it with the payroll, and when it's combined with the, uh, it helps with cash flow, so you don't have to come up with large deposits, and you also don't have to deal with the end of the policy audit, because essentially, as you're running payroll, you're auditing yourself on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Oh, okay. And you guys, and since you deal with staffing, I mean, I mean, you know the ins and outs, I mean, you... Well, actually, let me let me tell our guest. Um, Nigel and I met at uh, the New Jersey was it ELC right in um, AC the other um, the last time we had it a few months ago. Yeah, that was a great time at the Hard Rock. That was a great, great time. Event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at, how, I don't know how long have you been a member of NJSA? Four or five years? No, it's under five years. I think it's my third year. Third year. Okay. Uh, how I how I found out about NJSA. Um, Going, going back when I was working uh, with a different company, I stumbled onto a company that, that uh, was providing, I mean, they're, they're a staffing company and I was, we, we were discussing the problem that they're having with workers' compensation, their rates were through the roof. And at the time, the company that I was with didn't want staffing. So that that's when I kind of started to realize mm. it's not easy to find company uh, insurance carriers. I have some great carriers for other uh lines of business but they just not do not want to touch temp staffing uh by any, at all it's, and, a, uh, it's a sticky industry sort of right it, it's just it's, yeah and it, it and it's there's also uh it's not just see i don't just sell the insurance and i, and I walk away i mean we we're involved with you know the, the claims management mm-hmm. you know i i fight for my clients i i i partner with my clients i work for my clients i uh you know as, as put out fires today where there was uh, an overbilling of, of a claim on a deductible. So, you know, they're getting their money back uh, this week. 
which is good. It was and, and mistakes happen. We understand we're we're human beings, mm-hmm. uh, but the issue is when it happens to get it resolved quickly. Yeah, and and that's that's what we look forward to. Also, once you become a client of ours, there's other things we offer. I mean, we we have a, a wellness program that uh, gives the employees benefits with no out of pocket cost to the employee or employer. So essentially that's bringing value because what if i'm if, if i'm making 20 dollars for this staffing company and the staffing company across the street is offering 20 dollars, well what's the difference well here we're here i get I have benefits from my family right 24 24 7 uh telemedicine yeah but uh, you know it's i love how you brought up the point um the problems and the issues they get taken care of immediately like that's something like here in our company we we say the same thing because i mean let's face it you're dealing with a company say you're your normal provider um you haven't had any problems well you know you may not even know if you're dealing with a good company or not because there's there's been no problems Act, you know things happen mistakes happen and things like that but how a, a company or a vendor really earns their money is when there is an issue and how quickly can that be taken care of because sometimes I forget who it was. I was speaking to someone else on our on our show, and um, a lot of times when you're dealing with some of these huge companies, they're so big, and you're, you're the company when they're that big, they're only as good as the person that you're speaking to on the phone from that company. Um, and if you know if you get someone who's not experienced, doesn't maybe doesn't know the staffing industry, you're not going to get the same type of service as as you would provide. You know. Um, but wait, right? You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, you got to, you know, these, these huge companies, they do all this advertising, you know, you got to really look at it in terms of what can they provide when things aren't going right. Everyone does a great job when things are going right. But, you know, when things aren't going right, how well are they going to be able to take care of you? What, um, so how, how's, how were things with COVID? I know you, you and I talked a little bit during uh, ELC, but not too much. You guys were all right with COVID? Well, that's another thing we offered. I had a, uh, I had clients uh, that their that their clients required the uh, employees to be COVID testing on uh, COVID tested on, on a daily basis. So we offered uh, free FDA approved COVID testing with a nurse on location. Really? Yes, and oh, it was that's... all funded through the, funded through the CARES Act. So. Before you ask, why, why is it free? It was funded through the CARES Act. <laughs> These are the, you know, the PCR tests and, and all that. And, and again, it's, uh, but we got through it. Um, and it's, who knows what's coming, you know, coming down the line. I mean, but yeah. we're ready. We're ready. We're ready for if and when uh, something happens. We also have, we're also partnered with a CPA firm. Uh, I know, we know the PPP is no longer uh, around the, the uh, SBA is no longer around, but the ERC is employee yeah. retention credit, and we have a C, uh, a CPA firm that is uh, working with uh, with our clients that are interested. In, and even if you qualified for, if you, if you received two rounds of PPP, you still could uh, be eligible for the employee retention credit. And so that's a that's another uh, thing that we offer to our clients. You know. I, we should have brought that up in more episodes here. I don't think many staffing companies realize that um, the ERC is still available. And from what I've read, um, I think uh, there's been changes 
maybe two years ago in which and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be accurate, what I'm about to say. I think a lot of larger staffing companies were not eligible into maybe like two years ago when they actually made some changes to the ERC, which therefore made a lot of larger staffing companies eligible. So uh, for you listeners out there, just double check the Employee Retention Credit Fund um, and reach out to, to Nigel um, and ask him about it because previously you may not have thought that you're eligible, but um, you actually may be. So um, that's a good point. Um, th- things do change. Things do change. I mean, when uh, we originally started offering this to our clients, the, the numbers have changed. Things have changed. So, yeah. uh, and that's always. I'm I'm always open to a discussion to get the CPA firm on on the phone with uh, with the with a client or a prospect and we can, you know, discuss it. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the funny thing is, it's like, you know, all this stuff is, is not very exciting, <laughs> but, but it, but it is, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, my, my favorite thing, you know, is I make wine with my family. Uh-huh. And, uh, so that's, we don't, you know, we don't make it wine for profit. It's made out of love, respect, and tradition. It's with my, uh, my sons, my cousins, my, really? and a couple of close friends, but it's something um, that we share with our clients. Nice. You know, we, uh, we, we donate wine to their Christmas parties and uh, other events. Sometimes it's nice just to walk in uh, with a bottle of wine. When, well, Fred, when... then you have uh, people who say, well, I don't drink wine. That's great. <laughs> well, my wife makes homemade gravy, homemade meatballs, macaroni, <laughs> and walk in with that. <laughs> I got you covered. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when did you start making wine? At what age? We've been, uh, it's, this this particular crew that I'm with, we've been together since 2017. Prior to that, we were buying the juice from a company in Hamilton, uh-huh. and then and then I met this other crew, and now I have uh, I was like part of a, a barrel makes on average a barrel makes t- say 22 to 24 cases. So I was in on a barrel. I had a few cases, and now. I grew to now we're probably going to be at, at four or five barrels split amongst probably 20, 20 guys. Oh, wow. And uh, um, wait a minute. Wait, do you guys crush the grapes yourself or you yes. actually? Oh, okay. Yes. We, right. we buy the, uh, the, the grapes are tested and uh, the sugar content. And when it hits a certain level, that's when we know it's, it's time to go. And that'll be right around Labor Day, uh, Labor Day weekend. And we'll be ordering our grapes probably within the next week or two. And the, the guy that we buy the grapes from, he'll go and test them. And, and the the higher the sugar content, you'd, so if it's the sugar content's at 28%, mm-hmm. then our wine will be at 14%. And that's key because, ah. therefore, our, our wine, we don't use any sulfites to preserve the wine. Yeah. If you ever go to a winery, you got to be careful because there's a lot of sugar and and preservatives in that wine, and that's what gets get you that hangover, right? Yeah, yeah. Our, our wine, you could drink it all day, <laughs> and you will not get a headache. I, now, when we make the wine, we never drink the wine. We just taste it. That's mm-hmm. all we're doing is tasting the wine. We're not, we're not drinking wine. We're only tasting Yeah, but, I mean, you, you drink it when, when you – I mean, do you, you drink it yourself? Do you like wine or uh, – Yes, of oh, course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we get the, the, the grapes from California. Oh, okay. And depending on what we're doing, it could be up, all the way up to Washington State. Up, the, you know, it depends on what we're making. 
And this uh, year we'll be we're bottling a, a a prisoner, which is our signature wine. It's a blend of of uh, a few things, a silver oak and a Montepachano, which is a Montepachano is a single grape. Ah, and that that's excellent. We have our own we have our own De Angelis. It's Iluva Iluva De Angelis. It's the De Angelis grape, and we have our own labels on there. And, oh, nice. Do you ever sell it? So, you ever try selling it? No, no. Oh, we don't. Yeah, I guess the you gotta get a lot of. No, like I said, it's just made out of love, respect, and tradition, and we just we share amongst family and, and and our client. Oh man, that is that is nice. Um, my uncle used to make wine, and uh, I remember, uh, and, we, and we made homemade raviolis. We still do, but I remember uh, of me, <laughs> me and uh, my old roommate. Um, this is going back about fifteen years ago. Uh, went over to his house and. Um, my father and my uncle and me and my old roommate were uh, were making homemade raviolis and his his um uh his wine cellar was he built his wine cellar by the way it's awesome and uh, he had about 400 bottles stored in there he, you guys want some wine all right we, we started drinking around 10 a.m and you know that homemade wine is strong that's not like you know i mean the alcohol content was powerful and um yeah so absolutely my father and my uncle ended up driving me and my roommate home about four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> but um, I remember when I went to Italy, just like you said, there's no, they don't have sulfites over there. And it, it was, uh, uh, you know, a lot different. You know, you could drink, you know, a bottle of wine and, you know, you, you'll be fine the next day. Um, oh, yeah. Hey, um, next well, when thing you went to Italy, where, where, where did you go? Um, well, I mean, we it was for a wedding. Um, the wedding was in Tuscany. I mean, we went, obviously, we went to Rome, Florence. Um, uh, where else? Where else? Where else? Um, it was a while ago. It was about 20 years ago. Um, yeah, I don't really remember where. But, it, I mean, you know, we did a lot of sightseeing, obviously. Um, it was great, obviously. Um, you ever go? You- uh, look, I, I, yeah, yeah. I... I uh it's been a while now, but my um, I flew into Fumicino, which is we fly right into Rome, and then they, you know the beautiful thing, Italy, in New Jersey, there's a little similarity. How you, know, you see how the, it's shaped, right? See, in, in New Jersey, it's we have the turnpike mm-hmm. to get from north to south. Well, they over there, over there, they have the train. Yeah, yeah, we took a for, train for the most part. You know, obviously there's, but you, you get you get the idea, right? So. Yeah. Um, when you look at my labels, you'll kind of see how I have a little uh, resemblance to that in New Jersey in the in Italy. But, uh, ah. but I flew, you know, we went to went to Rome, uh, went to Florence, and then I was supposed to go down to uh, Perugia, which is the, one of the islands off of Naples, because my friend at a hotel wanted me to go stay with his family. But I got tied up with my family, and they were taking me all around. And I, my my Italian was pretty good then. Uh-huh. Right now, it's a little rough. But I was with my family for like a week, and nobody spoke English. And they were taking me all around. And water was coming from there. This real old town. Water was coming from Iraq. I'm like, oh yeah, water. Like, no, no, you got to drink it. That's what. That's that's the water that fed the town. Yeah. You know, that's where your family drank. So, so it was good. You know, we, uh, we we kept in touch. We kept in touch for a while, and I haven't I haven't heard. Uh, from them, you would think with Facebook and Instagram, you you would uh, yeah yeah be able to. But but my two older sons were in Italy before, uh, you know they're both both Italian majors and they went they went on a trip oh, together nice. with a, with a with a class, 
and uh, in high school, and my um, they were my oldest. Or my middle son was supposed to go back, but obviously that's what uh, COVID killed. That uh, he was supposed to go back. So yeah. In, in fact, the wedding um, that I went to, it was my my other roommate at the time actually, and his um, he was engaged, and uh, you know I remember asking, I go, you know, where you you checking places out? Yeah, yeah, checking places out. And I, I, I worked um, back then. I, I had to be at work at 8 o'clock, and I'd usually get home around 7. So I wouldn't really see him too much, actually. Then, like, a week later, I, 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 there's an invitation in my mailbox to his wedding in Italy. And I'm like, I freaking oh, wow. I live with the guy, and he, he didn't tell me he's getting married in Italy. But it turned out his wife, she interned in, uh, in Italy when she was in college. So, um, you know, she speaks the language, and that's why they were able to, you know, have it there and check it out. And, um that's great. Yeah, it was all, and you know what? If if you know if I didn't go to his wedding, I, I kind of thought he maybe uh, didn't expect me to go. But if he didn't invite me, I I would have never have gone to Italy. You know what I mean? It's one of those things that like, wow, that's it pushed me to go. So I'm very grateful for that and thankful that he did invite me. Um, uh, that's, that's, a, that's that's a good friend. Yeah, yeah, it was that's a good friend, and, and um, it was a great time too. I. A lot of people went, so you know. Sometimes with these destination weddings, not many people show up. But I think there was about 40, 45 people from you know a group of friends in their hometown that actually went. We had a blast. Thank you for listening in. Stay tuned for the next part in this conversation. The New Jersey Staffing Podcast is brought to you by the New Jersey Staffing Alliance, or as we say in the business, the NJSP is brought to you by the NJSA. The NJSA represents the voice and lobby of the staffing industry in New Jersey. With a voice in Trenton, a myriad of industry partners, and a community of vibrant members, the NJSA is the resource for New Jersey staffing firms and associated services. Learn more at NJSA.com.